I remember going to presentations on universities and all that because I was in university classes and they only really presented the college option to students who are in college level classes. And I, I don't think that's right. I think everyone should see all options. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Job Share podcast. I was so happy to have my cousin Lauren on this week. Uh, Lauren is a line worker for Hydra One. Lauren and I had a really nice chat about being a woman in a male dominated field. We also talked about how college isn't really presented to those in university level courses at high school and how that's a problem. And we also talk a lot about confidence and how all you really need to do in your job is to have confidence in yourself and not be threatened by uh, the presence of other people. We have some really good conversations, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. It's been so long. I know. If you're ready, I will get into get into the question. Sure. Okay. So why don't you start by introducing yourself to the podcast? All right. My name is Lauren Scanlon. Um, I'm Elizabeth's cousin, and I am a power line technician apprentice. So it's a little bit of a different job for women to enter into, but I love my job, and I can't wait to tell you about it. Okay, that's awesome. So yeah. it's is that kind of the same thing as a line worker? I noticed on like your Facebook, I was like, what's her title? And I think it said like <laughs> line worker slash apprentice there. Yeah. So the general term that like the public uses is a lineman, but clearly that isn't very inclusive. So it's like a power line technician is the actual title. And then lineman is what we kind of refer ourselves as. And like line worker is we do line work. So it's all the same meaning and everything but yeah right so power line technician so what does that actually entail like are you um, primarily maintaining the lines or are you kind of behind the scenes like doing the technical side of the the power lines too so yeah we are very hands-on we maintain the lines for to prevent further damage Um, we build new line for future projects and growth in cities and towns and we repair lines um, when storms hit and anytime trees fall or wind blows and your power goes out that we're out there working and repairing everything to make sure everybody stays toasty warm and the lights are on for everybody. Well, your work's very appreciated. I, I, I won't lie. I don't like I don't spend each day thinking like, oh, because of you guys, like I have electricity, but I really should. Um, so- yeah, it's a hit or miss the opinion on like what we do and everything. Obviously, some people were very appreciated when the power is out. But then sometimes we're a nuisance when we have to take people's power out to um, better their services and everything like that. So it's hit or miss. People like to have their power on all the times, but need to realize that like sometimes it's got to go out in order to make it better for the future. Yeah, people just don't see that bettering part of that process. Sometimes I know there's like planned power outages, I guess, that's when you mm-hmm. guys might reach out to communities and kind of say, you know, your, the power needs to go out for a certain period of time so that you guys can maintain it and do work to it. Yeah, exactly. To, uh, to kind of backtrack, what kind of schooling did you have and like what did that look like for you to be able to go into the field that you're working in? 
Mm -hmm. So in order to get hired as a power line technician in any job application, it doesn't say that you need a college or university degree. Um, you can get hired right with a high school diploma. The way the job is right now, it's very competitive to get into. So it's encouraged to have some kind of electrical background. So right out of high school, I took the power line technician course at um, Cambrian College in Sudbury, and it gave me all the tools and skills I needed in order to start this job. We had a pole yard right at the school that we learned to climb and use bucket trucks and set poles and all de-energized um, lines and everything. So it was very hands-on and I learned a lot and it helped me to prepare for this job. That's awesome. Did you say how many years of schooling did you go through? And like, is there any sort of further training required after schooling? Kind of in the apprenticeship. So that's the second part to it. Um, it's a two-year program. And I know people who've gotten hired um, without finishing the program because, again, it's not mandatory. It's just good for experience. But then once you're hired, you need to go through a four-year apprenticeship. And so what that looks like is you start, you're a level one apprentice and you have these like certain tasks you're supposed to accomplish in that year. And also in that year, you have to go to two weeks of schooling um, that your company sends you for and you learn like the basic skills of the job and everything. And then you go back to your workplace and you use those in the, your daily tasks at work. And so every year you progress. So level two, you go for another two weeks of schooling. You can do even higher demand um, skilled jobs. And then level three, again, you go for another two weeks. And then level four, you do two weeks again. And then this all adds up to 8,000 hours you have to get um, in your apprenticeship. And then you're considered a journey person or a journeyman. And that means you can do any skill um, necessary to maintain and construct power lines and then part of my job is also writing a test at the end of all this um, to get your red seal and the red seal means that you are capable of doing your job anywhere in the world and so it's very helpful if you need to go somewhere moving anywhere to do your job and you also get a pay raise for that so that's also very helpful. Wow, I did not know that. So mm -hmm. you're working you're working towards your red seal then. Yeah, right now I'm a third I finished my third year of schooling. I'm on to my uh, fourth year of my apprenticeship. Wow, good for you. <laughs> That's Thanks. awesome. I heard you so you mentioned you mentioned that it's a very desirable field right now. Why do you think that is? Um, I think there's many reasons. Uh the trades haven't been um getting a lot of popularity lately, but Powerline has been desirable mostly because of the pay. You get paid very well for your job. There's dangerous situations. You're working long hours. And it's just a great job, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been very desirable. And I guess um, with the growing population and everything, um, they hired a lot of people back in the day. And they're all um, older, I guess, now. So they and lengthening their age for retirement a little bit, needing to stay longer. So they haven't been hiring as many to keep up with the demand because people have been staying in this job for a lot longer. Right. So. so yeah, like you said, the job is definitely dangerous. Does that <laughs> ever worry you? Or do you like, are you very comfortable and confidently trained enough that you don't feel the need to be worried about a dangerous situation too much? Yeah, there's always accidents that can happen, but we are very well trained and um, you're always relying on your coworkers and partners in uh, the air to help you out. A lot of the equipment has improved over the years as well. So 
I'm climbing poles pretty much on a daily basis. And back in the day, they put spurs on their feet and climbed up freehand, didn't use a belt or anything. And now there's fall protection and fall arrest systems that I could kick out, let go of the pole and my strap around that pole wouldn't make me move an inch. So I'm like super confident that that will hold me even when I'm 60 feet up in the air. Then the other side of that is the electricity. So that can be a super dangerous thing. A lot of people lose their lives by touching um, live wires and everything. So we do our best. We cover everything up that we need to get close to. We have power outages, um, obviously, if we can't um, keep our distance away from it. And so, yeah, we just do our best. And there's a lot of work practices that keep us very safe nowadays. Right. Well, that's good. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure health and safety will just continue to improve in that that job. So that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of looking into um, the qualities of a line worker and being mentally and physically strong or like among the top traits. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Um, So honestly, ever since I decided decided to start this job, and looking into what I needed to do on a daily basis and everything, climbing, lifting heavy objects, everything is quite large that we build. Um, I started working out a lot. And so I knew, especially as a female going into this trade, I'd be a little bit weaker than the rest of the guys that I'd be working with. So health and fitness has been a big part of my life ever since I started this job. Um, I'm huge into working out. I've started CrossFit and coaching and everything. And trying to stay in best shape as I can for this job. A lot of people in this trade are in very good shape. And then mentally strong as well. We're working long hours. Um, You got to be smart and thinking on your feet as well. There's a lot of trouble calls that we get into with why is this person's power out? Where is it coming from? Where's the damage? Um, There's a lot of complex electrical circuits that we need to um, inspect and everything. So yeah, there's a lot of... uh, different attributes a lineman needs to have. Uh, Math is a good skill to have and wanting to work those long hours and uh, be physically fit is definitely a good one also. Right. So Mm -hmm. you just mentioned math being like skilled at math is a good quality to have. Why would you say that? So that's another thing what got me interested in this job. Um, Grade nine science, we did the electricity unit knowing how electrons flow and where the power is coming from and what's going to interrupt it and everything. Um, We do quite a bit of circuit and having to read circuit diagrams and everything like that with uh, grids Um, on a daily basis, you know, we're calculating how tall a pole is, where the measurements need to be, how far in the ground it needs to be, how many amperage, um, how much amperage is on a line and what everything needs to be fused at. So Yeah, basic math skills is definitely a good one to have. And physics, you need to know like weights and tensions of pulleys, um, hoisting and rigging. You're always trying to lift heavy objects with the best mechanical advantage possible. So definitely thinking about those skills back in high school, I've used quite a few of them in my daily life now. Wow. So that's interesting. Like I know you're obviously really into working out and you're very physically fit. I guess I didn't really realize that you were doing that for work. I kind of just assumed that like you were just wanting to personally be physically fit. So there you go. Yeah. Like I honestly, I wouldn't do it as much if I didn't love it, but I have noticed a huge improvement in my abilities to lift heavier things and what 
um, lifting weights has taught me is to use like my body in the proper way and lifting mechanics and everything. Like if I was lifting um, a heavy object at work, I know to keep my back flat and use my legs and I've uh, have the muscles to do it now. So it's definitely helpful, but I also really enjoy doing it and seeing what my body can do, um, pushing it to the limits for sure. Right, for sure. And you kind of mentioned that like being a female, like females tend to be a bit weaker than men generally. No, for sure. So so I guess that was a factor maybe into your decision why you wanted to get like really physically fit and well equipped for the job because you knew maybe you were working with other guys and you're like, I got to live up to what everyone else is able to do. Did like, did those thoughts ever kind of Oh, for sure. Like, honestly, on a daily basis, I'm trying to prove myself and show them that I belong there. And I get it a lot. Like, uh, if something's really heavy, it happens to guys too. Like two people need to lift an object. It's fine. But sometimes when I know I can lift it and someone tries to butt in there and uh, say, no, I got it, Lauren, you just relax. I'm like, no, this is part of my job too. I, I got this. Does situations so, yeah. like that ever bug you? Oh yeah, for sure. But as part of going into this job, I knew that these things would happen. So I have to be vocal about it and say, look, this is part of my job too. And I want to do it and I can do it. So don't treat me like a girl. And I'm just one of the guys here working with you. Um, I can do everything you can do. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. So just that view on a lot of trades in general, I just wonder Mm -hmm. personally, like when a shift will change or like, I think a shift does need to change in that aspect of seeing certain jobs as being male dominated and women can't handle the job so like are you hopeful that like a sort of switch on appearance yeah. of this job will eventually kind of change oh for sure and I think it has um women are getting a lot more recognition for um starting careers like that this and there's a lot more um support out there for them um back in the day when so my dad um went through a career as a lineman as well and uh back in his day I think they hired around 30 women to to go through this apprenticeship and what they did was they put all 30 on a single crew and said here get this work done and to me that just shows like that they can't be integrated into a crew of guys too like why did they separate them like that and so a lot of them didn't make it in the trade there's maybe three or four that are still working today and so that kind of set women back in like what their hiring process um they haven't hired women in probably 30 years because they thought we couldn't do it and so when I got hired three years ago they hired four of us and all four of us are still going through this apprenticeship and we're all doing really well And even this year, they hired another two, I think. And we're gaining momentum. We're getting back out there. So I encourage lots of women to try trades and see what they like. Go for things, even if they think it's male-dominated and women don't belong there. Um, We definitely do. So Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. You mentioned with your job that there's long hours involved. So what does a typical... Do you have a structured set start and end time or does each day kind of vary? No, we work um, our five days a week, um, depending where you are. But yeah, for right now, I work um, five days a week, 7 a.m. till 3.30 in the afternoon. And then as an apprentice, those are my set hours. I'm guaranteed 40 hours a week and I don't have to take any overtime. When I'm hired full time, 
I have to take a certain number of weeks on call. So that is your 40 hours a week plus any trouble that happens um, after hours and during the day. You have to get up in the middle of the night and go see why this person's power went off. And so that's when the long hours can start. But honestly, like you don't work past your limit. There's um, labor rules saying you can't work more than 16 hours in a day without getting an eight hour break for your rest. And then you can't work over your 70 hours in a week. So that's when other crews have to be called and other people um, come to take over for you. Other than that, when you're not on call and storm happens and stuff, you can get called at any time to go out but then it is your decision if you want to go out or not. And uh, you get paid accordingly for it. You get your um, double time after your hours, your eight hour shift and everything. So it can be long hours, but it's definitely worth it. And you don't, as long as you love your job, you don't feel like you're getting overworked and you're there way too much. So that's how I feel anyways. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. How common do you think power outages are? Like, do they happen pretty often, like many times in a day? Or I I just really have no ideas. So yeah, it depends on the area. Um, Where I work in Bracebridge, on a daily basis, there's probably um, one or two trouble calls in our whole area, which is um, I wouldn't, I don't even know how many customers that is, but that's all of Bracebridge, all of Gravenhurst, Bala, surrounding Muskoka Lakes, all those townships and everything. And so on a daily basis where it's a beautiful sunny day, you could have a couple power outages where it's just a squirrel has gotten into something, shorted out a circuit, and it's a switch you have to flick back on for the house to get the power again. Right. Um, throughout the year, though, you can see the weather out there when it starts to change. We have thunderstorms, lightning storms wind storms, rainstorms, ice storms, all those storms uh, knock trees down into power lines, cause damage, car accidents, cars hit poles, break stuff, all that stuff causes uh, power outages and we have to go and fix them. And so throughout the year, there can be three, four on average, where it's a huge storm and you're working your full 70 hour week, everybody all hands on deck and trying to get everyone's power on. Right. And so that's also the common thing in Bracebridge that we get a lot of storms because we have cottages that are on little back roads, big trees, everything is so close together that we have big storms. And that's where um, people get called in from other areas. So we have with Hydro One a lot of help. So anytime we have too much work that we can't get done right away, we call other areas. We have people from Thunder Bay come, we have people from Windsor come, all these people from surrounding areas come and help for as long as it takes to get the power on and then they go home back to their regular um, work schedule as well. So there can be a lot of traveling with our job too um, if you get called to other power outages. But yeah, it's all hands on deck when storms like that happen. Yeah, well, that's good. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Now, do you hate working in storms? Like, I'm sure no one enjoys working in a storm, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. So, honestly, when uh, storms hit, all the power go to, goes out and everything, and you're out there trying to get stuff done. But there's only a certain number of calls you can get done while the storm is happening. Because sometimes it is too dangerous to go up in the air and work on live circuits in the rain so you have to wait until the storm passes and then a lot of the re- maintenance and uh, repairs that happen are after the storm so 
sometimes on a bright sunny day right after a huge rainstorm you're working um, to get that back on but yeah you definitely have to work in the rain and snow and ice and everything as well which isn't the most fun but it's not all that often that it happens well that's good and hopefully you get paid accordingly and and good for this job this kind of work. yeah for sure there's great benefits with the job you get paid well you get to go home and see your family at the end of the day which is a bonus right that's so, good yeah I guess mm-hmm. I never asked you what made you want to go into this. I know like your dad, my uncle, he does mm-hmm. the same kind of work, right? Yeah, he just retired. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah, he was a retired lineman. And uh, my brother also works uh, as a lineman in Aurelia. And um, it's kind of, I grew up seeing my dad do this job. And I saw that he enjoyed his job. He worked when he wanted to in a sense like he worked his 40 hours and then was able to um, work overtime and then he took me out some days to kind of show me what he does Um, and I just have always liked um, working outside and working with my hands I was really into sports growing up and knew knew I didn't want to sit behind a desk for the rest of my life and this is kind of what I was drawn to. I like the idea of climbing. I'm not afraid of heights. And so. Yeah, that's good. I guess you can't, you have to not be afraid of heights to do this job. (laughs) Yeah. So would you ever consider being electrician? Because isn't that essentially doing what you do just inside a house? I know that's probably different in some ways, but did you ever consider that? Yeah, it is um, a little bit different in some ways. It depends what type of electrician. If you're um, a household electrician, it's quite different you're working indoors mostly you're getting the power from um, the panel to light switches and to all the lights in the house what we do is all the large stuff so we maintain um, transmission lines which um, transport the power from just generation stations to transmission stations which then are the voltages drop down and move to um smaller lines and then we maintain those lines as well which go to another station which go to smaller lines again which then go into a transformer to go into your house so there's a lot that goes on there before it even gets to your house and then that's where the electrician takes over also there's a a sense where um, some electricians do more industrial stuff and circuits and all that in the stations and um, more industrial senses for factories and all that which can be higher voltage as well, but it is quite a different job. Um, yeah, mine's more like working outdoors and uh, especially uh, in Bracebridge where I work, we're out on boats, out on islands, lugging equipment up um, right and all that. So it's quite different rather than just driving your vehicle to a house and working at that spot for a day. We're moving all over the place all the time, so... Totally. And if you like working outside, then I guess you're in the right field. Yeah, for sure. So you never really considered going into any other sort of trades or like any other outdoor trades? I don't know. I'm not too familiar with any other outdoor trades, but I guess Um, you knew because your dad was a line worker that you knew that was what you wanted to do. But any other trades? So in high school, I kind of struggled with what I wanted to do, honestly. Um, I ended up taking a victory lap to kind of figure it out but I went through lots of options like landscaping I went through the options of 
maybe I wanted to do more of the um, planning side and planning um, landscape jobs or maybe even planning um, for hydro. And then even before that, um, I always thought I would go to university. Um, I took all university courses in high school, and that's really what I thought I would be doing because that's what pretty much every teacher kind of put in your head, um, that if you're able to pass the classes in high school and that's what you're, you're good at it and you can do it, then you should go to university because that's the best choice for everybody. That's where you'll get the best job. But then I kind of started thinking, I was like, I really don't want to be behind a desk the rest of my career and I want to be outside. So I kind of took the year to step back and see what I wanted to do and then realized that this is what I wanted and the rest is history, I guess. Good for you. No, I totally mm-hmm. agree with you that like if you're in university level courses, you're you're able to go to university, you should go to university according mm-hmm. to your teachers. But I mean, those, that's not the only option. So did, no, for sure. Did you ever feel like nervous or worried about your decision to go to college when you know you could have gone when you probably would have made it into university? Like going to college, did you ever had feelings like you're downgrading or anything like that? Oh, for sure. Like, I remember a specific incident in high school where I told my teacher that I was going to apply and go to Cambrian for power line technician. And his exact words to me was, um, I expected better from you. And I was just like, holy, is that really what this is going to be? Like, I think this is going to be a great job. I'm going to get paid super well. I can pay off my student debt right away. I will love my job. I'll be fit. I'll be active, be hands-on. And so I haven't regretted my um, decision at all, but I've definitely had some people say they don't think it's the right choice for me. And I am doing my best to prove them wrong because I love my job and I think I'm really good at it. So that's insane. Like Mm -hmm. that needs to, that needs to change. Like teachers should not have that attitude or opinion. I mean, for sure. I think teachers, I guess they have to go to university to be able to become a teacher. I'm actually not Mm -hmm. too sure. So I wonder if if they just all, if they just feel that university is the only way to go, but that's, that's unfortunate. That attitude, yeah. that attitude and opinion really needs to change because there are many times when I even considered, oh, that, that's the problem. I really didn't even consider college as an mm-hmm. option because it was never really properly presented to, to me as a good choice. And I just remember no, for sure. even being in university as much as I loved it, thinking, what if I had gone to college or like, yeah. why, why wouldn't I have just gone to college for something like this? Yeah, for sure. And college is very job specific too. So I, I do understand if you don't know exactly what you want, that maybe broadening your horizons is a better option for you. But if you know that this is exactly what I want to do, whether it's in the trades or in uh, healthcare or in anything like that, college is so hands-on and job specific it gets you so prepared for the exact job that you want to do and gets you experience right away and a lot of people get hired right out of college and start the jobs that they wanted to do with less student debt and in less time so I think it's a great option and in high school it's very underrepresented I remember going to presentations on universities and all that because I was in university classes and they only really presented the college option to students who are in college level classes. And I, I don't think that's right. I think everyone should see all options. 
Yep, I totally agree. Because when you're 17 years old and you're trying to decide what you're going to do with the rest of your life, some people um, luckily have that thought process together and they know, but a lot of the times people don't know. And so when you're only shown one side of your career options, then that really biases what you're going to end up pursuing. And you just need a full picture when you're in high school of everything oh, for sure. you do because anything you could make have a successful career in life with any sort of path that you take. You just need to know what those paths are. Oh, for sure. And I was very lucky. Um, My mom was a guidance counselor at a high school near me as well. So she was able to show me all the options and she was a huge advocate also for the trades and following which path you wanted and finding great jobs that would suit you and be well-paying as well. And so that was very helpful as well. And I'd say there's probably still a problem with um, the education system um, enticing and introducing the trades to women in high school. Like, did you find that in high school that, you know, not a lot of women are in trades? And do you think teachers and schools are doing enough to kind of guide and show women that that they can do trades as well? Yeah. um, When I was in high school, I definitely didn't see it. There weren't many women. I took the shop classes. I did all that stuff. I participated in some specialist high schools major stuff to get my chainsaw license and all that stuff. And a lot of the time I was the only girl and I wasn't like your typical do all of that kind of stuff, be with the guys all the time. I was really into sports. I my friends, none of them were into any of these trade stuff. They thought it was kind of different that that's what I was going into. And so, yeah, it's super underrepresented in high schools and spoken um, about. um, There weren't very many presentations, especially talking to women about going into trades and seeing all their options. Um, Hopefully there is now Um, going into high school. People are more open about that stuff. I know since I've started my trade, I've gone to a couple high schools and spoken to women about different um, career paths and saying that these are the options. This is what we can do. Um, they're out there. It's not cut off to you guys. If this is what you want to do, follow your goals and all that. And it's not limited just because you're a girl. Everybody can do all these jobs. So, yeah. Good for you. I think there needs to be more of those kind of speeches. There needs to be more women, you know, going to to classroom settings and talking. Oh, about for it. sure. Really emphasizing that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So what do you think you enjoy most about your job? Just the fact that you're outside and you get to be kind of active? Yeah, um, I enjoy the variety. Um, we're doing something different almost every day. I get to be on my feet and moving and thinking um it's can be quite labor intensive um probably one of my favorite things is climbing so going up there and just working on the lines and everything that has to do with that you're working with different people all the time um you get to especially with the company that I'm in you have the opportunity to go anywhere um in the province to work which is really cool and every different town and everything has different uh, types of building um, infrastructure there. So you're always learning and all that. So I love the variety, I guess. Right. And what would you say you enjoy the least about your job? Hmm. I think I enjoy it. Enjoy the least. I don't know. Sometimes it can be long hours, I guess. There's some long days, especially 
on storms but uh, at the end of it you know you still get your weekend after all that and you can take a break to relax so yeah sometimes it can be long hours and you could be exhausted but you know you still got to get the work done and then you can go home and relax right totally so I think I just have one more question for you. It's kind of just an advice piece. If you have any advice that you could give to anyone, but maybe if you want to focus it in on women who are interested in going into any sort of trade, just but are a little intimidated intimidated to uh, really pursue that. Um, yeah. So my advice to women is specifically going into the line trade I guess kind of just working on yourself and trying to prove to yourself you don't really need to prove to everyone else that you you should be there because it's your job you got the job you deserve it but try to prove to yourself that you can do the best work you can do and uh, always learn always take advice from anybody you can and uh, try to do the best job you can yeah that's awesome (laughs) well I am done with the questions I think I really appreciate you doing this with me it was really fun yeah thanks for having me it was great thanks for tuning into this week's episode I thought it went really well Um, it was nice catching up with my cousin hearing more about what she does and what it takes if anyone has any questions at all ever feel free to message me through the job share podcast instagram it's just at the job share podcast that goes for any guests that I bring on to this podcast. If anyone has any questions about their role and any job specific questions per the guest I bring on, feel free to send me a message. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye.